Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hey Art What's Good, we're a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to go and see cool art things and see how they're good. My name is Alice and I am joined by Rosie. Hello. And Amy's back. Woo! Kind of becoming something of a regular. I don't know, you're going to get sick of me now. (laughs) You stuck with me for today. I'm stuck with you for 23 years, so I think we'll be fine. Definitely sick of you, that's what she's trying to say. Um, One thing we like to do on High Art What's Good is to kind of check in with each other and see what's good with us. For example, what's good with me is, if you'll recall, a few episodes ago, I was looking forward to watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, and I can say I have watched it all in two days. Damn. Good, da- oh, it was good, dudes. <laughs> Perfect, right in time for Halloween. It was appropriate amounts of spooky teen drama and lovely visuals. I was gonna say it looks aesthetic. Oh yeah. Well, so that's the thing about Riverdale. Riverdale's really aesthetic, but it's bloody stupid. This season is just <laughs> remarkable. Like no stupid. actual like substance to it. Just, it's just it looks like one of those just attractive people. Doing yeah, yeah. Well, the things. thing, a good thing about Sabrina <laughs> is that they kind of look like they're actually in high school, whereas Riverdale just don't. But it's a good show. I enjoyed it. I recommend you watch it. It's good. And for as much as I hate on Riverdale, I'm still watching it. So ultimately, <laughs> who Classic wins you? Yeah. It truly is. It truly is. <laughs> uh, what's good with you, Amy? Um, We're going to a peep show quiz after this. And I've never been more ready for anything ever. And watch me saying this is going to jinx it and we'll end up losing. But I don't care. I'm so ready for this. Amy is quite obsessed with peep show. She's I'm watched it all show. several times. It's so good. From the odd like snippet I catch, it just seems bizarre and hilarious. So I'll have True. to truly get correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Perfect. But it's I've, I think we and Amy have said this to each other. We've never been so sure of doing well on a quiz. Mm-hmm. Usually we're like, okay, it's going to be fun. We're probably not going to win, but that's okay. Yeah. This time I'm like, I might win. Yeah, like it's the probably the first time ever I'm going to a quiz being like, we've got this guys in it with a chance yeah well well good luck i'm not going because i've never watched peep shows i'd be dead weight that's your homework (laughs) yeah if i'll watch sabrina which i was gonna do anyway and then (laughs) and then you watch peep show which you were gonna do anyway uh to be fair i did say i was gonna do that so yes well we'll the deal has been struck it truly has (laughs) another thing that's exciting is the thing we want to go see i was gonna say this week we didn't say this week we saw it last week the week before yeah. In very recent memory, we went back to the MIMA to see what they were doing. The MIMA is the Middlesbrough Institute for Modern Art, and it is a damn cool place. Um, so it was the first time Amy went. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the museum or institute? Or... I really liked it. Um, it was very, like, suddenly in the middle of Middlesbrough, which I didn't expect. Like, it yeah. doesn't fit in with the rest of it, but it's very modern arty. And I'm usually quite critical of modern art. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I liked it here. It yeah. was nice. Had a good time. It was fun. Had good exhibitions. Like overall, how would you say it compares to other kind of contemporary art galleries you've been to? So like say to the Baltic, for example. Oh, um, I'd say it compares to the Baltic. I'd say it's the North Yorkshire's equivalent of the Baltic. Ooh. Yeah, then again, I have not spent a lot of time in North Yorkshire. So I don't know. True. But the... Baltic is more catered to sculpture. I think it's much more of a kind of like installation sculpture gallery. And mm. I would argue that MIMA is much more kind of war based. There's a variety of stuff. Like obviously there is all sorts of things going on. Like there's there are, there are sculptures, there's audiovisual stuff. But I just think it's 
very catered to being war-based. And mm. so maybe that could be, you know, the technical space. Thinking of it as like, you know, that curation, the utmost important like element of a gallery, like the reason the gallery exists. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, that's the key distinction for me. Like all the, I don't know, the, the Baltic feels much more like technically catered. Yeah. For massive things, like huge installation-y things. Aye. But, but the Baltic uh, is older than the Mima, so who knows what the Mima will be in 10 years. And I think the point. Baltic was also a repurposed building, whereas the Mima yes. was built. Yeah, that's so, true. But it's just interesting to think about, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a great place. Um, so there's a, a reason why we went to the Mima again. Um, generally, it's because there's new exhibitions on and they're all fab. But mainly it was because we got asked to come along. So that's, yeah. it just feels nice when someone wants you somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Official invite. Thank you very much, Mima. Yeah, buddies. Well, I actually want to kick off talking about the Mima with something a little bit off topic because I found a fact Ooh, that I, I really need to share and I haven't shared this with anyone yet. Ooh. And because... I'm is gonna... this an exclusive? This is an exclusive, guys. Oh my God. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> the art world is going to be shook. <laughs> Snatching wigs everywhere. <laughs> but um, I went with... So I actually went separately to Alice and Amy. I went... Um, with so Alice and Amy went to go to the exhibition opening um and there were some artist talks and things like that so very sad I got to miss out on that but I did go with my family which was lovely and my mum who's great at finding out fun facts about things told me a very fun fact so throw back to the last episode when I was talking about the curation of the kind of subverting the white cube gallery space by making the walls of the gallery like fun colours, which is something I picked up on with these exhibitions much more than previously, in that obviously you walk into the first room and it's like it's like blue, yellow, red and green. I wanna say green yeah it's green. Really bright yes. colours. But then I love that in these exhibitions we'll talk about it a little bit more in like further detail, but there was like purple walls and yellow and kind of you know, mustard coloured walls it was great mm-hmm. but I found out that the first room that you walk into the mm-hmm. really you know the red yellow green and blue mm-hmm. is actually the colours of the very famous transporter bridge really so the blue used in that room is we'll post a picture on Instagram for people who may not be familiar mm-hmm. you will have seen it it's very famous as a landmark but also I think a claim to fame is that it was in Billy Elliot that's why oh. my family care because my brother loves Billy Elliot. Oh. Um, and we actually went on the transporter bridge. So I've got some pictures really? that I've taken. Nice. So the oh. blue is the blue of the transporter bridge. And then they found the other three colours around the bridge. So I think the yellow came from like a warning sign or a caution sign. The red and then the green, they just like went like around the area. Oh, that's so really awesome. That's like a, a massive Middlesbrough landmark and i didn't know that and i think that makes the like, the fact that we picked up on it last time yeah didn't know what it was and now bit of context exactly. that's pretty cool and for context of the gallery like those colors are in specifically the rooms for the millsborough collection so it's yes. a collection of art like from like millsborough based and like that kind of area based artists so that's a great fact. Right. Thank you, Jane. And thank mm. you, Rosie. I don't know how she finds these things out. She was, oh, I must say, we got talking. There was one guy who was 
Do you know the people that just like hang out in the gallery and make sure no one's like yeah. getting their grubby fingers on the yeah. art? Like that guy. But also available to ask fun questions. Well, there was a great guy and I wish I'd got his name because I'd give him a shout out any day of the week. And he just was so lovely to talk to. And we like he ended up telling us loads of cool things about the art and oh, he had nice. like so much knowledge about what like the exhibitions it had originally been part of and stuff so 10 out of 10 Mima staff nice we just one. nice one guys nice good job so thank you for that little like <laughs> <A> platform <laughs> detour <laughs> but now on to the art art so you walk into the transporter bridge room yes and then you turn left and then you enter an exhibition called making a life and this was a really I found it a very odd aesthetic overall. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a series of kind of furniture, so wooden furniture um, and kind of domestic structures. So there was kind of like shelving, there was a bed and there was a kind of a unit and a fireplace. So there's some tiles, primarily wood, but then there was also object. So like glasses, everything from like wine glasses to jars, plant pots, cutlery. Yeah, very... Um, like dom- of, yeah domestic yeah. and but the thing that makes these kind of domestic and quote-unquote everyday or normal objects like a little bit different um, is that on literally every single one of them pretty much is like drawings etchings or images of animals so kind of hand-drawn very stylized animals mm-hmm. of varying you know, like, so, it, you know, it can be kind of etchings on glasses. You know, there's uh, wine glasses and jars with, like, kind of etchings in them. Mm-hmm. There's paintings on tiles of, like, a, um, a fireplace, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And then, kind of, there's a, a kind of bed thing, um, structure, not yeah. sure. It's <laughs> the most um, uncomfortable yeah. looking bed. Yeah, <laughs> no mattress, <laughs> lovely. Um, but on it is a quilt, and every every single patch of that quilt has one of these very stylized animals on and i like originally didn't take much away from it mm-hmm. um but then there was a video that you could watch that was the maker and it was kind of very much focusing on well i what i took away from it is um making as a way of life so at university <laughs> i feel like i start a lot of my stories this way <laughs> but at university we did study a concept actually it was when we were studying curation interestingly enough which oh. i never i've never applied this to curation i've only ever applied this to process so maybe i missed the point but <laughs> i'm going to talk about it anyway uh, <laughs> so there's a concept that creative people i suppose or it could be people in general but specifically creative people can either think through making or make through thinking meaning that you either think about something thoroughly and have a plan and then make and then assess the result and then start thinking about that again and the process repeats itself or you make and that is the method of thinking in itself so you can't think that you know you don't like plan it you're Mm -hmm. thinking through the making it's the making that's kind of helping you process your thoughts and ideas Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a I think through making. I like. I, I make say things. I'm definitely the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream team. <laughs> Complement each other. It's yeah. Fine. So I really, I just really, the the maker of this entire exhibition gave off this air of like he wasn't really making it for anything or about anything. It was just that he knows what he likes to do, mm-hmm. 
and he can't imagine not doing that like he just he, so he wakes up in the morning and he's like well sometimes I'm going to work with leather sometimes I'm going to work with paint sometimes I'm going to do kind of he works with kind of horns and animal produce a lot mm-hmm. and then he just flogs it and it's great yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like it's just this is his lifestyle and there's something about that that really spoke to me so even that the show itself wasn't it didn't wow me mm, once yeah. this is I, I, this is what i like sometimes if you don't really if you don't find something appealing in the first five minutes sometimes it is worth just going a little bit deeper just in case because yeah. i mm. would have just walked through this room like it, like i mean the other exhibitions we're going to talk about were so strong yeah. yeah that i think in comparison it was overshadowed yeah but i'm really glad i gave it a little bit of time yeah and just mulled through it because i think it was very rewarding and in retrospect it's the one i've thought about the most oh, oh okay nice one so didn't i didn't see that coming yeah nice. well just a bit of um information like just because i don't think we mentioned who the artist was um my bad it's, <laughs> uh, Cumbrian folk artist uh, Peter Hodgson and it's interesting because it was kind of it was uh, a collaborative um, exhibition where it was quite interesting because there's another like, kind of collaborative or at least collaboratively curated exhibition that we'll talk about in a sec that was at the MIMA but this one rather than all the collaborators kind of working towards an overall goal it was more to specifically compliment Peter like in his work so you were talking about them like the wooden kind of furniture and stuff that was all made by one person specifically for the exhibition um the the font that was used on the kind of description thing on the wall when you first walk in that was created for this and it kind of features a lot of these little animals and stuff and one of my favorite parts of the room was i was going to call it a tapestry i wouldn't say it's exactly a tapestry but it's a massive kind of quilt hanging on the wall in like the opposite corner of the room to where you walk in and that was by a kind of collective called cloth club so it was like just a bunch of different like cubes made out of different stuff and all like made by different people came together it was really nice it was cute yeah but i do agree that i think that exhibition was potentially a bit kind of overshadowed by the other ones may i think namely because um to see the ones have like kind of a lot of weight behind them kind of social and kind of political significance yeah um which is what the mima does yes. very well it does, yeah. it does do it quite well um but it was a great little exhibition do you have any any thoughts about it sis um he draws animals much better but in the same way i do where it's like kind of childlike but just fun like it was yeah. just fun to look at I, was gonna say, I don't was there actually a drawing of someone on a bike I think yes. there was, yes. Because, <laughs> great story. So when Amy went to come visit us when I lived in Rotterdam, we went to the photo museum and there was just a, like a little a kid's area where you could sit down and have a draw. And it's like, oh, we're in the Netherlands. Amy draws a bike. Do you know, like, I get this though. It's like when you get asked to do something, the memory of what that thing actually is just kind of leaves you. It was very abstract. <laughs> it was very abstract. It was great. But oh. it did make us think of Amy's kind of style of drawing. Yeah. Just to say very cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's innocent is the word. <laughs> it's a four-year-old. <laughs> no, it's cute. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Making a Life by Peter Hodgson. Um, I'm going to go on and talk about the next exhibition that we went to go see um unfortunately like as rosie said before because me and amy went on the opening kind of day there was lots of artist talks and stuff and talks from the curatorial team we missed the one for this next one unfortunately because yeah. we got there a bit late because trains are terrible um but we did catch peter's and for that one it was 
one of the curators having to talk about the space and what the exhibition was, but the artist was there, Peter Hodgson, so that was kind of cool to see. Um, he didn't want to speak, though. He didn't want to speak, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, I know I wouldn't want to. Yeah, no, me either. <laughs> I definitely would, but <laughs> that's the difference Gobby between cow. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the exhibition that me and went to go to immediately after um, Making a Life is called uh, Living Beyond Limits. So uh, this is quite uh, a cool one because we're talking about the Middlesbrough collection before in the, the Middlesbrough collection room. Um, it's a collection that's much larger than what's actually on show at the minute in the MEMA. They've obviously got, they've got tons and tons of stuff because lots of art gets made in Middlesbrough. Who knew? Um, but there's a very specific kind of lens on this curation, which was done with the help of a co-curator and for life as I can't remember her name, so I'm sorry, but she did a fab job. Um, it's the kind of showcase work from that collection, um, like where the artists kind of life or work deviate from long held norms around gender and sexuality. So it's kind of really representing the kind of LGBTQ community and artists specifically kind of in the Middlesbrough area. So um, the kind of overarching point of this massive exhibition of like stuff, you've got like wall art, you've got some sculpture pieces, I want to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah there were some, some very little ones and they were kind of in like glass cases. So. Yes, yeah. there were the glass cases on the trellis tables. Um, but like the overarching point is that to be queer isn't just an identity marker. It's presented here as a kind of um, presentation of political and social activism. So it offers new perspectives that you don't really see in many places never mind just an art gallery so i think that's one of the mima's great things about being really useful is to kind of really bring these identities and kind of voices to the the public space yeah. which they encourage people to use so it was really damn cool it was cool yeah and it was just so much stuff it was a lot and curation i talked about the colored walls mm -hmm. i love the walls here because they were there was purple and lilac and i think those colors are very non-gendered and i believe i might be completely wrong but it's a kind of a popular color among kind of queer stuff yeah so yeah, it's it part of the flag yeah, yeah so you know great just good choice guys yes. 10 out of 10 <laughs> and it was great there was tons of stuff um my favourite aspect of the entire thing, which I'm sure we can all probably agree on, is the zine library. We're all yeah. nodding here before yes, Alice even said anything. and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if we've talked about it in a podcast. I think we might have. But we went to the uh, to Workplace Gallery in Gateshead when the Great Exhibition of the North was on because they had a women's library of the Northeast or specifically Yeah, we women's. talked about it with Jess, yeah. We did talk about it because we did a literature episode. Sick. Um, so this kind of really made us think of that um, and it was like very kind of tactile, like the one you to pick them up, have a good read. And there was even a little zine making station. Mm -hmm. So they, they really, they'd like you to make your own zine and either like take it home with you or just pop it on the shelf to kind yep. of add your voice to this other sea of other voices to get all those different perspectives and it was great because they actually had a notice on the kind of work table where you could have a sit and, and make a little little zine mm -hmm. zine oh god i never know <laughs> damn that dys dyslexia <laughs> i mean but, as um, we said last episode words are just all made up so who yeah. cares really <laughs> so right <laughs> but um I love they had a little glossary on there so yes. that they had oh, all yeah. the because you know it's like a million letters and code words and people don't necessarily all know what everything means yeah, yeah. which I think was great as a kind of it's okay not to know yeah and it's, it's as you know you're in a museum it's a learning space you're here to 
embrace things that you don't know so exactly. it's it was very uh, inclusive i hope it was inclusive obviously mm. we're all like into it yeah. so yeah. we're like yeah the glossary wasn't for us but i appreciated its yes. existence yeah. indeed um and that was lovely i believe some of the zines were actually for sale as well which oh. was lovely um and i fell in love with some artists and i didn't know if any of them were I couldn't see any names anywhere. I don't know if that some was me them, just being blind. Some of them didn't have names on. Which is fine. Some of the, like the beauty of a zine sometimes. Mm-hmm. Zine. Magazine. Yeah. Zine. You say whatever you want to say. Really. Yeah. Thank you. Insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the beauty of it is that it can be anonymous. And sometimes that's part mm-hmm. of it. And I like that. And so they were talking about some very like personal subjects. And yeah. It was wonderful. It really was. It's such a, a nice way to kind of present art and kind of your thoughts and feelings on a certain subject yeah. and to kind of just spread kind of awareness information as well like that's what some of these were there were some of them were just information booklets for example i think maybe it's our favorite one oh yeah how to be an anarchist and six easy steps that was good it was adorable it was a very well produced scene um and it was very literally how to be an anarchist in six simple steps but it was adorable yeah. so like one of the steps was something like like, don't forget to call your mom because she's worried about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just cute little things like that. But there's lots good. of stuff about exploring different identities and all that kind of stuff for people who obviously don't know. Mm-hmm. And it was just fab. A great little section. It's it, also the first, like, gallery that I've seen where you can make your own art and put it there and they encourage you to do that. Yeah. That's pretty and it cool. wasn't for kids. It was no. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. That was important as well because it yeah. really was quite good at showing the, the diversity of what a... A zine can be yeah because there was everything you know so many different art styles sizes the way people folded the paper mm-hmm. like everything what they were about the colors the you know, everything very good so yeah. not to get too distracted from talking about the exhibition but there was one zine i was just gonna mention that one it was bizarre it was you, you can you can tell it oh my god i didn't even notice it at first and then i was pointing one out and she goes amy that one there and it was one that someone had just handwritten it looked exactly like my handwriting in all forms. It had capitals, it had lowercase, and it had bubble Boring. writing. Every single piece of this writing was the way I write, but it like, was some guy that did it. I was like, how does this guy have my exact handwriting? It was absolutely bizarre. Is like, this going to be like a fight club scenario where well, it, it was actually of, you? It made me think of, you know in Friends when Joey finds his identical hand twin? You? I found my identical <laughs> handwriting twin. <laughs> I mean, there's a connection out there. I was just like, You've I'll like, never meet that person. It's like a soulmate, but not. It's like a handwriting. <laughs> but also not at all. Yeah. It also means nothing, but. <laughs> but I enjoy it. Yeah. But it was one of those things that just really caught my eye. It was it bizarre. Was... I was like, what? Did you take a photo? I did take a photo, yeah. We'll post that on, on Twitter. Something. Put it on Twitter. I'll tag you in it. Thank you. <laughs> it was crazy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the exhibition was fantastic. Um, I think you had a favorite piece, sis. Um, the painting. Not to put words in your mouth, but I recall you saying that you really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a wall panel. And it looks, so at first glance, it looks like a woman who's looking in, like, a vanity mirror. Um, mm, kind of like at a, um, it was like at a, like a theater, like at yeah, a backstage sort of like thing. a backstage dressing table. But so it's a, kind of just like, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. I don't want to be rude, because no, okay. it's a triptych. So it exists mm. in three panels yeah, yeah. and the two panels at the side fold in so yeah. it could be closed and it's been opened up so that those two side panels are kind of coming off the wall so it exists within the space as well I love that because so that's so I think that adds to the vanity yeah. mirror as well because you know you think of that classic you know the mirror 
kind of your if you're at a vanity mm-hmm. you have the mirror in front and the two at the side so you can get all your angles or whatever so i think that was kind of important to the well even angles. more because that, though, that piece is about um a trans woman who's coming out to her family and uh it's been done by lizzie rowe it's called conundrum um but it's yeah it's basically um lizzie rowe she she's like she's the subject of her own painting um and she it's basically coming out to our family and it, like it's like opening up i suppose i suppose that's the whole um point of it um the point of the painting but it's but she's bound like her hands are bound behind her to feel like it's like a feelings of helplessness at the time um and decision decisions she had to make whether to go back to the security of a past or go to an unknown future and i thought it was a really beautiful painting it was like, fantastic it was very powerful and like you said about the panels closing like i think that's a very physical representation of the painting yeah. I feel so it's one of those things as well, especially in contemporary art galleries, you don't see like oil triptychs like that. No. Like, because I know one of Amy's kind of favorite styles of art is proper like historic oldie art. Um, so I do appreciate that, I've got to say. And it was just interesting. It was very complimentary and contrasting kind of in that space of like all this contemporary stuff. Yeah. With, like, like walls and like a cute little zine library like 10 feet away. It's also the first thing you notice when you walk into the room. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very pride of place. Yes, it is. And there's there's a bench in front of it as well to have a sit on, which is, you usually get them in art galleries with like big, like big wall pieces. Mm. You can have like a sit down, like a good little look. So I liked it. But there was was tons of other stuff there. Do you have a a kind of favourite element within that room? Well, yes and no. I'm going to, this is a bit of a tricky one because Mm. I couldn't really see much of this room, but I don't mind because the reason I couldn't see much of it is because when I went, there was actually a workshop going on. Ah. So it looked like students or some sort Um. of art group. And I didn't like, we obviously could go in the room and have a look, but it was very busy and very noisy. (laughs) The acoustics and the mima. (laughs) <laughs> leave a lot to be desired <laughs> but uh, it was just like people were shouting in my ear and they absolutely were across the room but it was like it, I don't mind because that's the, what the meme is there for oh, exactly. it's, I was like well it's nice to see so many people kind of in this space mm-hmm. it's active and it's a classroom as I say it's a learning environment and so I didn't spend too much time I wasn't like too absorbed in the art because mm-hmm. I was very aware of what else was going on in the room but I don't mind so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can always go back. What a exactly. great excuse. Oh, I definitely yeah. want to go back. Any excuse. <laughs> um, just quickly speaking of how it's used as kind of like they want people to come in and use the space. When me and Amy went on the like the opening of the new exhibitions, we got to take part in the community lunch, which we talked about when me and you went, Rosie. immensely jealous. It was delightful. It was like just a range of kind of curried things um, from like like local residents. Who they do it every had- Sunday. Is that what they said it's they did? regularly. I can't yeah. remember. I don't remember if it was every week, fortnight, a month, but it's quite a regular occurrence. Um, it was great. Like we were sat on the table with like this family with a bunch of kids, and they were all adorable. They were very cute. There's a lot of kids there, but like sometimes when you go to like galleries and stuff with loads of kids, it can be a bit overwhelming, and you can't enjoy it as much. But they were very like into it, and there was mm. a lot for them to do and enjoy, especially this. Yes, yeah. something for everyone yeah. at the Mima. <laughs> it's great. Good times. But that'll bring us to talk about the last of the new exhibitions, which, not to kind of push aside anything else, but I'm pretty sure this was my favourite one. Yeah, yeah um, mine too. Mainly it because... It was just a showstopper. Yeah. Like, if this was the Great, great British Bake Off. Oh, my truly. It was and brilliant. Me and Amy were fortunate enough to, like, sit in on the talk by the artist. Should we say what it is? 
Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called, is it called Tales of Valiant Queens? Yes, it is. By Chila Kamar Singh Berman. And she's amazing. Um, and the talk, I mean, the talk was scheduled to be... I think 45... Like, 45 so, minutes yeah. and it went for about an hour and a half but that was fine because it was i could have just listened to a talk all day honestly she was amazing she, she was, was fab this um like indian scouse lady yeah could, yeah just as you said just listen to her voice all day love it so much she grew up in a working class punjabi family in liverpool in the 1970s mm-hmm. and she was great she was so fun she was so, fun the Didn't... exhibition itself exists in a a white cube space and it's a mixture of because I mean, this is one of the only ones that actually has white walls. Just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> because the work itself is so vibrant and so colourful. It's a mixture. Like the other exhibitions, actually, there's such a good like mix. There was loads of wall-based stuff. There was audiovisual pieces. There was great sculpture. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was also, I really like that the Mima quite frequently has kind of just like trestle tables with like yeah. kind of cabinets with things that you can have a look at yeah, and stuff. I really I like that. that. So you can really kind of, it's something... There is just kind of all different levels and the way you navigate the space is really interesting. One thing I did pick up on that is just really me being really like mm-hmm. curation corner <laughs> is I really like that a lot of the frames were different. So not only, yeah, you know, it's like a double height um, ceiling. The walls are really tall and there's all sorts of different sizes, all sorts of different frames yeah. and going really like from really quite low down to high up on the wall. Mm. Really love that. So it's just great. Mm-hmm. and the work itself it was fantastic oh yeah. so good my god so it's like so brightly like colorful and i just want to use the word extra like it's yeah. just real extra yeah it's the definition of going too far but if you commit to it just right mm-hmm. it really pays off yeah it really does there is like it's a mixture of kind of like photography collage and print it's a lot of print yeah, work lots of print, print. so yeah, guys, I want you, you got to like listen to the artist's words. I'm so jealous. <laughs> she I was want you brilliant. to tell me your thoughts and, oh. Um, she had a lot, of, there was a lot of themes that she had. Um, Like a prince totally dominate the room. Like she does have other things. and But like she started all this, like a lot of her work in there spans from when she was in university in the 80s, I think, or 70s. I'm not sure. One of those, yeah. One of them. Up until now, like, um, and she was like talking about her processes and stuff. Like some of them, she literally used her own body as prints. And then there was one where she, she didn't want to like spend so much money on doing prints. So she just got one where she just used the printer at school and just like photocopied her, her face over and over and over again. You know, a huge, massive print in the room just to do that. And like, like it's got to be at least like 10 foot tall. Oh, or at least. And she was just like, well, it's much cheaper than like, she was so simple about it. She's like, well, it's cheaper than the rest of it. I was a poor student. Couldn't, couldn't be bothered to pay that didn't want to pay that so I did that and I love that that honesty right. is something that you don't get very often yeah. and it's and so it was, good it was something that we quite appreciated in this talk kind of taking some of the um like the hoity-toitiness yeah. out of out of art yeah. and artist talks like I mean I haven't been to many artist talks but like, you know the ones yeah. um but it was really great it was really down to earth just nice here and like a working class northern lady just We've said Talk it before, guys. Go to artist talks. Yeah. It really yeah. breaks down that barrier of like, oh yeah, this is like a normal person with like normal person mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to spend a million pounds on art. Yeah. Because even though like as an artist, I will tell you right now, like I 
want to buy like beer and yeah. bills and stuff. Like, like there is real life calls. Yeah, I loved it when one point in that talk she was talking about how like she was really very grateful, obviously, to the Mima and all these people. And she, but one bit she said about it was she was like, "Well, I hate having to do the admin, and they do the admin for me." <laughs> I was like, "I love that because no one wants to do admin." Yeah, admin sucks. <laughs> yeah, because um, as part of the exhibition, the Mima uh, commissioned a piece, and it was one of it was beads i believe or sequins or it was I something it was like sequins, that yeah. sequins um it was on one of the walls it was this massive beautiful colorful uh i don't remember exactly what it was i want to say mandala but i don't think it was i can't remember but it was a great piece it was huge and it just really complemented all the stuff on that wall in particular because it was all like really colorful and like this is uh quite a common theme in chiller's work um it's kind of how from a distance it's like very colorful and pretty, but you really need to get up close to see the message. So whether that's uh, like an acknowledgement or an expression of identity or like a criticism of politics, which a lot of her work was kind of focused about. And it's reflective somewhat of how she kind of understood how she was represented when she grew up. So like from a distance should be like either a high school people or like a Punjabi girl, depending on the context. Um, so you'd have to get like up close to kind of understand who she is. And like I remember she was telling me a story that um like she'd go to school like with a uniform on and a skirt, but she'd have to change before she came home. Like yeah. living these two like very specific kind of identities which are kind of overt from a distance, but obviously you don't get to know someone through that. Um But yeah, it was just it was really cool. It was so cool hearing her talk and the art itself is fantastic, it's so wide ranging. Um I think one of my favourite pieces which um I didn't she was telling us what the words were saying, like what the words actually said, but I can't remember what the second one was. But on one of the walls, if you would remember, there's like a series of passports. Oh, that was one of my favourites. It's like really yeah. big, like hand-painted passports. And it's got, um, I don't know what the script's called, like um, Indian script, like the, what the langu- whatever the language is, uh, like the writing of that language. I'm not going to feign to know, I'm afraid. <laughs> but um, it's kind of to talk about, obviously, Britain was the worst and colonized everywhere uh like only really relinquishing hold on india like not that long ago if you think about it like 1800s is not that long ago scary and like it's definitely still a kind of area for controversy like um like obviously the whole windrush generation all that kind of stuff um but on the passport like written in gold uh it says you're allowed to come here on false promises um and that's one of those things say, oh yeah you can come to england like it's great it's beautiful it's like but actually no we don't want people from india like yeah. we don't like it doesn't matter that we're colonized or whatever i was like we don't we just want to stay away and there was something else like quite profound that was on the the bottom half of the passport but for life as i just can't remember what it was but it was like all that kind of stuff like you have to actually look at the work to understand the message yeah and I like doing that. And there's so much of it to do. So you could really be in that room for ages if you wanted to. Was it the same one that you're talking about? Or was it the one next to it where it had, um, it was like a, um, it was like a print and it also had uh, like, it looked like an admiral, but it had um, Margaret Thatcher's face on. That was one next to it, yeah. That was my favourite. And it had like, again, it had in, I think it's Punjabi writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically written like, like, come to Europe. I can't remember what it was. I'm not going to paraphrase because I don't want to do it disjustice. But like it had, it was basically like false promises again. It's going to be tough for you here. And then the background had like, a, it looked like an admiral, like a very British staunch admiral with Theresa, eh, not Theresa May. <laughs> <laughs> basically the same. Yeah. Um, with Margaret Thatcher's uh, face. And then she was like standing on like 
the continent of Europe and Europe had like barbed wires all around it basically like it's going to be tough for you here it's going to be it's going to yeah. be a struggle I thought it was a very powerful piece but it was very beautiful to look at as well I mm-hmm. think that's what she did so well like her work was very like politically and socially driven like she has a very clear and opinionated message to get across but because the work is also astonishingly beautiful and technically very impressive you like it'll draw you in mm-hmm. and I think that's very well done i think that was a very like smart decision on yeah. her part that yeah. like she's like she really is addressing some very difficult topics and very sensitive topics as well but the way she's done it it's really accessible yeah you want to know more you want to learn about it and it's enjoyable it is it is yeah. oh i really like the video oh yeah it was really fun it was so groovy and you're just like it kept replaying but you didn't get annoyed by it like, you know, you, you, you <laughs> it think was got, groovy yeah. it's like got music in the background so you're like oh god it's playing a game but no this one you're like oh yeah it's groovy this <laughs> Ooh, so yeah. just to kind of try and describe what the video is it's um i remember she was telling me like how she did it she managed to hire like a couple of dance was it dancers or actresses uh, dancers a couple of dancers and it's like really kind of cheesy i think it's trying to emulate that kind of bollywood look where it's yeah. like lots of like visuals bright colors um that kind of music and it was just really fun to watch it really was um like it just kept on repeating and it was like it kind of really added to the atmosphere of the room like if you were somewhere else like for example i think the sculpture piece you were referring to before rosie was there's just an entire tuk-tuk in there which is beautifully done garishly decorated (laughs) very much so but so my favorite pieces are definitely the um kind of prints and photograph collages but what really makes them special is that there's kind of sequins and diamantes and just all this amazing sparkle and it's just it's excess it's just complete excess mental um but very like tastefully done that's it i'm not sure actually if I immediately <laughs> take that back but yeah. it's it might be someone's taste it's just it's so much but it's as i said before it's because it's committing to being too much mm-hmm. that it really works like she pulls it off yeah oh yeah and this entire vehicle is just sequins and stickers and pr- like there's print things on it mm-hmm. and there's like dangly things and fairy lights and it's just it's got the the title of the exhibition as well uh, was it uh, tales of valiant queens it's just yeah rebel without a pause which ah. was on uh, quite a few little things as well my brother loves a good pun and on the side one of the sides of it i'm gonna have to like post this <laughs> i hope i did take a photo of it but so he specifically took me into this room because there's a picture of um, tigers on the side. And then it says, um, yeah, that's where it says um, without pause. So tails and pause. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Rosie. <laughs> Great. Thank nice. you. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking something away from this as well. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fab exhibition and obviously you enjoyed it without having to hear an artist speak so definitely go and check it out these are all on until mid-february yeah. i believe oh nice it's an absolute boatload of time you've got no excuse not to go and it's free it's also free yes so yeah it's great love the mima really nice to be back um what a nice chat with helen who's part of the curatorial oh, yeah. team she was weird me and amy were having a chat next to the zine wall she was like oh hi and we had a little chat. It's like, yeah, I think I recognize your voices. And that's weird. Spotted. <laughs> Popped. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it was nice chatting to you um and I, i'm so sorry i couldn't make it <laughs> i'm actually kicking myself i couldn't get out of work it's the worst thing <laughs> anyway it's all good <laughs> it happens but yeah fab exhibition fab team fab place just everything's fab really it's just a fab day overall Ooh-wee. <laughs> 10 out of 10 hey, oh, what's good recommended <laughs> very much so <laughs> so yeah i guess we'll wrap this one up uh so one way we like to kind of wrap up our episodes is to say something that we're looking forward to doing um so for example this weekend i am going to bambra with my family and it's probably going to be cold because it's by the sea but bambra castle is lovely and we're going there specifically and it's just, it's just a great castle. Like, as far as castles go, it's fab. It's my fave castle. I think it's definitely my fave as well, to wow, be honest. guys. High praise. I mean, you truly. Know. Of all the castles that we've <laughs> critiqued. Going on record and I'm saying, Bamber Castle is my favourite castle. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Outside right now. <laughs> well, we'll finish this first. <laughs> I'm all talk rosy. <laughs> me too. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> But that's my favorite thing. What is yours, sis? Uh, well, fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong this time. But hopefully, this time next week or next Friday, me and my boyfriend John will be moving into our flat. Yay! Oh, my fingers and toes are crossed. Oh, oh yeah, I want it. It's a very nice flat. It's in Tynemouth. I'm not going to give you the address. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're asking. So don't ask. <laughs> I might as well give out your phone number and your bank details as well. <laughs> Do you want my social security number? <laughs> Are we in America? <laughs> I'm an American. <laughs> well, because as we all have been made aware, it is my birthday today. Ooh. For my birthday, my mum's taking me to see first aid kit at the oh, O2. Nice. So nice one. Be nice. I think you mean the Millennium Dome building. No. <laughs> Actually, I mean the O2 Academy. Uh, so we aren't in London, Amy. <laughs> okay. For anyone who doesn't know what just happened, that's a reference from a podcast we all listen to called My Dad Wrote a Porno. So go give that a listen. I mean, that's really a shout out. It's say, very, very different to this Categorically one. different to whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm going to enjoy some contemporary folk, I guess. Ooh, poppy folk. Nice. If you don't listen to First Aid Kit, you should. They're like great. So, nice one. I've heard of them. Oh, definitely get on it. Like Will I've do. been to see them live before and they were fab. And Ooh. they're two sisters from, where's Stockholm? Is that Sweden? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're Very Sweden, nice. Sweden, Swiss. No. no Swedish Swedish that's it gosh <laughs> my geography is poor um but yeah and they're just apparently it is a thing that um people who are related their voices like harmonize very well oh, well Amy no <laughs> <laughs> well, okay we'll nip that one in the I'm book. gonna just cut that right now none of that nonsense that's probably for the best okay yeah. <laughs> Well, as always, guys, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HeyArtWhat'sGood. Uh, you can email us at HeyArtWhat'sGood at gmail.com and check out our website where we post our episodes and post fun blog things, which is HeyArtWhat'sGood.com. Also, if you want to use the contact form in there, you can do Someone actually did use that, so that's cool. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's everything, right? Yeah, I think so. Done perfect well thank you very much for listening indeed until next time guys bye see you later